This is episode 57, where we're going to discover how to run hill workouts, their benefits, and which runners will benefit from them. Buckle up. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be a fairly short episode today because I'm not interviewing anyone, but I do want to drill down on one specific topic that I think is going to be beneficial for everyone, and that is hills. Hill workouts, I think, are the unsung hero of speed work. Any runner can do them, and every runner is going to benefit from them. And throughout my own running career, hills have been used strategically in many types of workouts. In high school, we ran hill repetitions and different types of circuits, and sometimes we ran them before or after other types of fast work, which is just cruel and diabolical. (laughs) And in college, you know, we ran similar workouts, but we added long repetitions and reps with cruise recoveries. So in other words, even the recovery was run at a quicker pace, and those were really hard. And then tellingly, we ran hill workouts during every single season, during summer base training, cross country, indoor track, and the spring outdoor track season. If the goal race was 10,000 meters or 800 meters, hill workouts were on the schedule. Now, this shouldn't be too surprising. The great American marathoner Frank Shorter once famously said, hills are speed work in disguise. But I think my favorite sentiment about hills comes from this anonymous quote, Most of us try to avoid hills, but what's so good about that? Think about it. Flat tires, flat hair, flat returns, and the ultimate, flat lining. Life happens on the hills. There are opportunities to prove to yourself that you're stronger than you ever imagined. If you never attempt the ascent, you'll never know the thrill of swooshing down the other side. Man, I love that. Now look, hill workouts are hard. They can be unpleasant. They're going to challenge your endurance, your speed, your strength, depending upon how they're structured. And there's just no other workout like hills. And that's why I think they are so valuable. Let's talk about some of the reasons why hill workouts are so beneficial. So first, running uphill against gravity stresses your body in a unique way that you just can't mimic on flat land. And that stress results in some really fantastic adaptations and benefits. So there's going to be less impact running uphill. So it's actually easier on your joints and connective tissues. Hills also force you to run with better form, thereby reinforcing a more efficient running stride. It's just simply too difficult to have sloppy or poor form when you're charging uphill. Running up steep grades also build power much more safely than running really fast on flat terrain. Hills also provide the most specific strength work runners could ask for, and hill workouts build strength, speed, endurance, VO2 max, and every other metric runners care about. While hill sessions aren't too race-specific, unless you're training for an entirely uphill race, of course, they do have a valuable place in any training program. And since they're so versatile, they can be used almost at any time during the season, whether that's the early base training phase, the middle competition period, or even late in the season during the taper. It all depends on how the hill workout is structured and completed. Okay, let's talk a little bit more about when hills can be used in training. Now, really, they they should be run all day, every day, 
no excuses. No, of course, I'm just kidding there. Getting a little carried away because you're finding out that I really love hills. Um, let's talk about a couple different hill workouts. So we'll talk about hill sprints, short hill reps, long hill reps, and hill circuits. So hill sprints, and I suggest you go on strengthrunning.com, just search hill sprints. We have a great uh, explainer on exactly what these are and then also um, how to run them in a video demonstration. But hill sprints are an outstanding session that can be done anytime during a training season. They're very effective at accomplishing their goals. Now, short reps, these are say 30 to maybe 60 seconds. These are very helpful work workouts done best in the mid or later stages of a training cycle because they're fairly difficult. Now, longer reps, so this is probably upwards of two plus minutes, these are best done during the earlier phases of training, but they can be done less effectively during the middle stages of training too. Again, it's all based on how the workout is structured. Hill circuits. This is another great workout for the middle or later phases of the training cycle. Not my preferred type of workout though. I think there's much more effective um, types of hill sessions that you can do. Now look, all of these workouts are effective but they're just effective at different things. So for example, hill sprints are really great for neuromuscular training, while long reps are better for developing the aerobic fitness that you need for longer distance races. The real measure of a workout's value is in how it's used, when it occurs, and the workouts that come both before and after them in the entire progression. All right, let's look at some real specific examples of hill workouts and how to best implement them in your training plan. So let's first start with short reps. Short hill repetitions are, I guess, the traditional workout that most of us think of when we envision a hill workout. They're usually about 60 to 90 seconds. Uh, they could be even shorter, 30 to 90 seconds. And they typically have a jog down recovery. So in other words, you turn around at the end of the repetition and then you just run really easy back down to the bottom of the hill before turning around to start the next repetition. They're usually done at roughly two mile to 10K race pace on a four to 7% grade hill. In other words, they're short and fast. And this is a great example of, of a classic VO2 max workout. It helps the body increase its ability to both deliver and process oxygen to your hardworking muscles. But there's also a significant strength aspect, making this a great workout for those who struggle with injuries. So here are a couple examples. You can run 10 times 90 second hill reps at your 5K pace. You might run eight times 60 seconds at 3K pace. Or you could do a fun descending ladder where you do three times 90 seconds, three times 60 seconds, and three times 45 seconds at a negative split. So you might start at your 10K pace and get progressively faster as you go through the workout. Now there's a lot of flexibility in designing short hill rep workouts. You vary the pace, the length of the hill repetition, and the number of reps to suit your needs. So like I mentioned before, these types of hill workouts are best incorporated into the middle or late stages of a running season as you're focusing more on power and speed. But of course, like most things in running, there are always exceptions. If the reps are shorter with longer recoveries, they could be used in the early phases of training as a precursor to more challenging workouts. 
Okay, let's move along to long reps. Long reps are more like two to four minutes. And these, this type of workout holds a dear place in my memory. Uh, I'm terrified of them. Once per season during cross country in college, we ran five times three minute hills with a jog down recovery. Now, the pace was hard and the type of hill that we ran had this undulating terrain and just made it really, really difficult. And so thinking of that workout, which we would say, we're going to Pig Hill today, still makes me nervous 12 years after my last Pig Hill workout. Now, they're not nearly as intense as the short reps, but they seemed more challenging mentally because of their length. And these types of hill workouts can be used for a variety of reasons. You can use them early in the base phase of training as a strength building session, You can use them as a type of tempo workout if the pace is kept under control, and they can be a replacement for shorter hill reps if an easier day is needed. And since a slower but longer hill workout like this is much more aerobic, it's best used in the earlier phases of training. Let's move on to hill workout number three, the circuit. Hill circuits are usually the most challenging of any type of workout because the recovery jog is done at a faster pace. This reduces the amount that you're able to recover between repetitions and makes the workout more aerobically demanding. Here are a few examples. 8 times 90 second hills at 5k effort with a jog down recovery at marathon effort. Another one might be 8 times 45 seconds of hill repetitions at 3k effort and the jog down recovery is done at either 10k or half marathon effort. These sessions are really similar to track workouts with cruise recoveries, where the rest period is run at a more challenging pace. Because the recovery is demanding and the pace of these reps is fast, it's best to use these workouts in the middle or later stages of a season when the goal race is at the half marathon or shorter distance. The harder the workout, the more appropriate it is for the later stages of a training cycle, because it will get you into peak shape sooner. And you can really only maintain peak shape for a relatively brief six to eight week window in most cases for most runners. Now let's talk a little bit more about hill sprints. Now you can definitely get that video demonstration on strengthrunning.com, but you know, I'm including them here even though I don't really consider them a workout. Like strides, hill sprints are more like drills that you do after a run. They're only eight to 10 seconds, but they're done at an incredibly high intensity. In other words, you run literally as fast as you possibly can. And because the hill is so steep and the pace is literally as fast as you can go, they recruit as many muscle fibers as possible. Now this gives you a lot of benefits. It increases your stride power, it engages more muscle fibers, it improves your running economy, and it strengthens muscles and connective tissues, helping with injury prevention. If you're injury prone, adding hill sprints to your program is a great idea. They should be a regular addition to the training that you're doing. Now, an important thing to note about hill sprints, let's really note the recovery. It's at least 90 seconds, maybe up to two minutes, and it's just walking. I take my sweet time between hill sprints since this is really a speed development workout. It's like a sprinter's workout. You're not going to get anything you know, no added benefits if you jog the recovery in between hill sprints. And in fact, you're going to get less out of the workout. So 
let's just make sure that we're walking during um, the recovery portion of hill sprints. So who, who's going to benefit from all these hill workouts? Who should run hill workouts? Now, my short answer is everyone. Every runner stands to benefit from the power, the speed, and the strength gained from a structured hill workout. But there are a few key groups of people that I think are going to reap disproportionate rewards from hills. So if you're injury prone, hills are a safer alternative to the road or track because with these workouts, there's, there's less impact force distributed throughout your legs. Just make sure that you're running the downhill recovery portion at a nice easy effort and you're not pounding your legs too much. Hills also reinforce proper running form. It's more challenging to overstride or have poor posture while running uphill. So if you're someone who thinks that you might need to work on your running form, it's much more effective to design your training in such a way that reinforces good form rather than actively trying to change your form when you go out and do an easy run. Finally, hill workouts build very running-specific strength. It takes a strong runner, both muscularly and aerobically, to run quickly up a steep hill. And stronger, more economical runners are always less prone to running injuries. Now, if you're a new runner, hills build more skill and power, which are not common facets of fitness that beginner runners typically focus on during training. Now, the exception here is if you're still in the first few weeks of your running journey, if you've just started, then it's probably not a great idea to hit the hills just yet. With such a really low training age, let's just first focus on perhaps hill sprints and just running hills at your easy pace on a regular easy run. Now, if you're training for a hilly race, it's clearly important to build some hills into your training program. While hill repetitions are not the most race-specific type of workout, they do build the power and the strength to be successful on hilly race courses. And it's important not to discount the psychological benefits of being comfortable on hills. Without practice, a hilly course might seem overly daunting on race day. Okay, we have talked about the benefits of hills, specific types of workouts, and when they should be used in the training cycle, and who stands to benefit from hill sessions. Now, let me turn it over to you. Do you love a particular hill workout that I didn't mention here? What other questions might you have about running hills that I didn't cover? I want to make sure that hills are approachable and not confusing for you, so please find me on social media, and I'll be happy to clarify anything for you. On Twitter, my handle is JasonFitz1, and on Facebook, you can find Strength Running. I hope this was helpful, and I look forward to hearing from some of you about hill workouts and how to use them in your training. Thanks for listening.